Hi everyone, and welcome back to the C3 Queenbian podcast. I'm Clinton, and today we're concluding our Life Together series with Pastor Mike. I won't give away the surprise, but there's a reason that today's message has eight key points. Sounds like a bit of a puzzle. As we delve into these profound insights, let's collectively uncover what's at the heart of loving our church, which is wonderfully placed right at the heart of our city. Well, I am extremely privileged, as always, to come around the Word, and I know that this morning's message will bless you if you allow it. Move this out of the way. Encroaching on my space. Um, But (laughs) we're finishing off our series, Life Together. Life Together, and um, I know... You know, over the last few weeks, we've heard so much gold from so many different people. We had the panel at the start of the month for Father's Day. We had a covenant community with Pastor James from Belconnen. Um, and then last week, Shelby and Tale did an amazing job at bringing in a community of grace with truth and humility and service and the power of community in sport, uh, support, connection and belonging. It was just such a great message. So, well done, you guys. But I... As we came around this and I was, as I was thinking about, hey, what is it about church that I love? What is it about being and doing life together? It got me thinking and contemplating my life and I'm turning 40 next month. And so there's many, many years in there. I know I don't look at thanks. <laughs> and if, despite all differences, if, you, if you're wanting just a little bit of information, even though my brother does look like he's older than me, he's actually six years younger. Um, he's just had heaps more stress in his life. <laughs> a hard, such a hard life, but no. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. he's, the, he's the youngest and he's always been picked on and hasn't ever been handed anything ever in his life. That's right. All of that. But the title of my message this morning um, is, I love the local church. I love the local church. And uh, I want to ask that, that's my big main thought this morning, I love the local church. And I want you to take a moment to think about that statement. And I wonder, one, if it's true. And I wonder what it would take for it to be true if it's not true in your world. And as we just unravel scripture, as we just talk about that, my prayer is that you would get a heart for his house, that you would have a heart for the local church. Church isn't this building, the church is its people. And I love the fact that we get to do life together. We are better together, hashtag life together. We get to do every step together and we get to do life through all the checks and balances, all the things that the highs and lows, we experience life together. And it's important to remember that that is within us, that we get to do that. It's not a chore to come to church. It's not a chore to hang out with people. It's actually something, a choice that we get. I I get to do that. I get to do life with others. I get to be encouraged by their amazing testimonies. I get to be encouraged by the things that are going on in their world. I get to be encouraged to pray more or to read the word more or to come to church. Sometimes waking up on a Sunday morning, it's like, oh, sun's out. I could go and play a round of golf or go to a car show. I mean, they've literally been on every single week, like back to back in Queanbeyan for like the last six. We drive past it. I'm like, there's another car show. It's good. Hey. Lenny, Lenny's been there every single week. Rain, hey. 
and loves the cars, and that's totally fine. But you came to church first, and then you're going to the car show. We love the local church, and I, I want you as a people, us as a people, to be able to go, I love the local church. I love coming to church on a Sunday. I love seeing the people. I love getting out of worship God. I love being able to hang out with Him. And so I've got eight points for you to this morning, which I'm going to rush through. So I hope you've got your Bibles. I hope you've got your notepads. I love the local church when the local church transforms lives through God's Word. One, Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good pleasing and perfect will you know god has an amazing plan and purpose for your life and as we come into the house of god our prayer and our vision for our church is that you would discover your purpose right here as you serve others as you serve him that your giftings the talents the the things that god's put on the inside of you would be able to be awakened that you would be able to use them to the best of your ability that you would be able to serve others and be filled with joy every single time not coming into church going, oh, I, just, I, have to, I have to be there, I have to be on kids today, or I have to serve coffee for people, or I have to welcome people. Like, I mean, we've got the most amazing team, right? In, in the history of teams, kids team out there teaching our kids how to love Jesus, how to have an experience with Jesus. We have amazing hospitality people that make you coffee week in, week out, for free, might I add, and, and it's good coffee. Not just like mediocre pod coffee or instant coffee, because I wouldn't have had that in my church ever, but espresso coffee. Hey, everybody, everybody said his amen. I see all those hands. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But God can transform your life through his word. And we get an opportunity to hear his word. But you can come into this space, sit in this room, and, and not be transformed. It's a, it's a choice for us to be able to come into this place, to be able to allow his word to actually transform, to make a difference in our own lives. We can hear it and we cannot put it into action or we can hear it and make steps, make tracks, make plans to go, all right, God, what am I going to do? What next step am I going to take in my life? What journey am I on? What conversation do I need to have with whatever person it is? Transform me. And come into this place with an expectancy on your heart. I'm going to be transformed today. I'm going to be transformed today. God's going to transform my mind. God's going to renew me with, from the inside. So I love the local church when the local church transforms lives through God's word. Number two, I love the local church when the local church offers relationships and fellowship. I love the fact that we get to come in here to this place and hang out with each other. It's a time that we can just do fellowship. We can do life we can chat through those things. But church doesn't just finish here on a Sunday morning. It can, it can, shocker, can actually bleed into the rest of your week. You can get into a connect group. You can come and serve here at Youth on Friday nights. You can come and serve here during the week for a hamper program. You can come and be a part of play group. There's so many different ways that you can actually get involved. Church isn't just one hour or one hour and 20 minutes on a Sunday morning. It it is your life. And so allow yourselves to be filled with joy to see other people. Who's an introvert in this room? Yeah, it's about 50-50, I think. 
Ash. <laughs> yes, you're, you're the biggest introvert I know is Ashley Stull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, get around Ash, but get around people that are, are infectious. Get around. Yeah. He needs more people in his world. <laughs> he needs more love and encouragement. Um, but we get to come into this place and, and have conversations. And those things may stir up faith within us to go, what? You got a job the other day. Like you've been praying for three months for that job and God opened up a door, opened up an opportunity. Like that builds faith. It encourages each of us. And so we come into this place to build relationships. Life is better together. Amen. And so the local church offers relationship and fellowship. That's number two. Number three, I love the local church when the local church gathers as one to worship God. I love worship. And again, you don't have to worship just here on a Sunday. You can worship wherever you are. You can put worship on in your car. But coming together, there's something important about having one voice, united as one, worshiping together, seeing others lifting their hands, seeing others just giving their lives to Jesus, giving of their worship. And we get to come into this place and have a stance of worship. I love our team. I love just bathing in his presence. Like life is so chaotic, so hectic, so much of the time. But you've actually taken an hour out of your time to come into this place to give him worship. This isn't a Sunday tick box. Yep, I went to church. This is a moment where you can come into this place and worship the one true God, right? You actually get to do that freely in this country. Like we're so blessed. There's so many other places in the world that it's a fight to actually get into church. Or they've got underground church and you find out like on secret squirrel business that it's over here today. But we get the opportunity to have our church on the main street of our city making a difference for him in our city. And so we get to worship God. It's not something that we have to do. We actually get to worship him. So we gather as one to worship him. Uh, Psalm 95, 6-7 says, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if you will only hear his voice. He wants to speak to you. He wants to have an input in your world. He wants to do relationship with you. So much so that he sent his son to the cross so that you could actually make and have that connection with him. So gather as one to worship. Where am I up to? Number four. I didn't put numbers next to my things. I should have. Number four. I love the local church when the local church extends love to all, both far and near. Galatians 6, 9 to 10 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. This isn't just about tithes and offerings. This is about our lives, giving of our lives, giving of our time, giving of ourselves in every situation. Therefore, as we have an opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. You should love each other. You should love each other. I know that churches as an organization is a whole lot of people of all different walks of life coming together. We mash them all together into one room and we say, get along. There's no other organization like that in the world. Like, oh, <coughs> where you just, where all sorts of different things you bring into this room. But we have one focus, one God. Like, we actually get the opportunity to do that together. 
to come into this place, to actually love on each other, to encourage each other, to do life and, and love on our community. And, you know, as we continue to build this church, as we continue to delve out into our community, as we head into this next month of Here to Serve, I know that as we embrace our community, we're going to see lives transformed. Not just in this place, but out there as well. There's going to be people that are going to be speaking about C3. There's going to be speaking about God. going to be speaking about the love that he has shown them because of the people in this room doing what he's called them to do. Um, a few months ago, we've had, we had the uh, youth of the region hanging out at the back of, or in our car park playing basketball um, and just mucking around here. And uh, they've sort of they, they come in seasons and have gone where the basketball ring broke, so they haven't come back. And then we got a letter from the lawyer as well um, because the basketball ring was attracting them and he wasn't happy that they were... Anyways, long story. But the funny thing was and I think Charlize told me this, but they were, but at school, they were all just walking around, C3 for life. They had no idea what they were saying. They have absolutely no clue what that actually means. They, like, half of them had no idea that this was a church, right? They were just like, what's C3? It's like, well, it's a church, like the house of God. What? <laughs> like completely just dumbfounded. But they were all just walking, and who knows? Like what that, those sorts of moments what those sorts of seeds have planted in their world. So our prayer is that they would actually find themselves in youth or in this place, worshipping God. And yet there's a lot of youth in our region that we continually pray for every single week because they are, one, the next generation, but there's a whole lot of them out there that are hurting. They're walking through things that we didn't have to walk through. The majority of the people in this room didn't have to walk through when we were going through school. And we need to be praying for them. We need to be interceding for them, that God would protect their minds, would protect their innocence, that they would be able to come out the other side so much stronger and finding a relationship with him. Nice. Number five, I love the local... Oh, sorry, I'll just remember that. I love the local church when the local church extends love to all. So love each other. Love our community. And we get the opportunity over this next month to intentionally do that, to love on our community in Here to Serve Month. And I'm so looking forward to doing that. I love the local church when the local church trusts in God's grace. Trusts in God's grace. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10 says, For it is by grace that you have been saved, through faith. This is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Your salvation is is free because of Jesus. His grace was poured out for you because of Jesus. Not because of anything you've done. Yes, you might have said, I received Jesus. That's that one part of the puzzle. But he, he poured out his grace for you so that you can have relationship with him, so that you can come into this place and freely worship him, so that you can do life together with other Christians being encouraged every step of the way. You know, just as a pilot trusts in the navigation instruments of the plane, those mega planes, like A380s that are, like, how does that thing even get off the ground? Like, they trust that the science is true, that their instruments aren't lying to them, that they're not going to drop 20,000 feet in a couple of seconds because those things could fall out of the sky quite easily. 
not to scare any of you. My, my, my wife's like the biggest, pla- she hates planes. So, sorry, you can trust them. But pilots trust their planes, right? They trust them. And they, there's thousands and thousands of planes in the air every single day because they trust what's being built. They trust, they, they trust the thing that's been put into place. And so we actually can find ourselves in a place where we trust God and his grace over our lives. I love the local church when the local church holds fast to Christ, our cornerstone. Ephesians 2, 19 to 20 says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. The chief cornerstone. God wants to be your foundation. He's created and made a way for him to be that. And we come into this place and we're able to be brick by brick by brick put into a form that is strong, that is impenetrable, but is able to just grow and grow and grow. And I love just even the imagery of a brick going into a building, even looking into our foyer. That each of them has a place, and each of you has a place in His kingdom. Now um, it's school holidays, and we haven't got them out yet. But we, um, we, my la- wife loves to do puzzles. Um, I will enjoy them for about three to seven minutes and uh, <laughs> get re- really over them. <laughs> and but she'll have a two thousand, three thousand piece puzzle going on during holidays. It's something that's really become a tradition. But each of those pieces are different. They fit in together. And sometimes they can be kept in a box for a lot longer. Obviously, the edge pieces go in first. Anybody else do it differently than that? Any, <laughs> definitely. Have you seen those edgeless, the, the edgeless puzzles? You're hard. Yeah, right. Um, but things go in first. And so God's set up the boundary for your life. And each of you has an individual piece. But you all have a place in that puzzle. And you're all included in his family. You all have a unique opportunity to fit in. And that puzzle, if, if it's like any of ours, is like a wonderful masterpiece at the end of it. It can be put in that place and complete the picture that God actually, or that the author or creator intended. But God has a plan and a purpose for you to fit into this life and to outwork in everything that you do. So I love the local church when we hold fast to Christ as our cornerstone. I love the local church when the local church encourages growth in God. I love that you guys have taken up our Next Steps program because that is what life is all about. It's not about just coming into this place and just sitting. It's actually about figuring out what is your next step. Your next step might be coming into this place. You've been coming here for weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks but you've never actually made a decision to follow Jesus. You've heard about him, you've heard him preached from, you've worshipped him, but you've actually never made that one connection with him. You've never actually, we, we offer that every Sunday, a, a, a moment for you to receive him as your Lord and Saviour. You know, you, you may have made that step, but you haven't made the next step of getting water baptised. And that's something that we do regularly in this place as well. And I've said this so many times, we have a, a spa that is nice and warm. Sometimes it's a little too warm. Uh, I think it was last time. Sorry. (laughs) 
We baked them like lobsters. <laughs> They're not under for very long, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but you, you get an opportunity to come in here and, and take our next step, to take the next thing that, is God, that God has for us. Colossians 2, 6-7 says, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing with thankfulness. Continue to be built up. Figure it out. Figure out what your next step is. Talk to somebody on the team. Figure out, hey, do I need to get in and serve on a team? Where can I, where can I find myself? Where can I root myself? Where can I plant my life? Right here in the house of God. All right, last one. I did it. I did it. I love the local church when the local church radiates his light, making him known. Matthew 5:16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine. And I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, but we, and it was going to become a T-shirt, um, but I haven't gotten that far. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> I, we, we want you to be a people that live your lives shining your light. There's no point putting your light underneath a bowl, as the Bible says, or put, put it out of reach. You are a shining light. You are a reflector of Jesus in every situation that he's put you in. And so for you to understand that and realize that, that you are the light of the world, you are the light of the world, People are looking at you and how you're responding to things, especially if they know you're a Christian, they'll be, they'll be hawkeyeing you and, and trying to understand why it is that you respond differently to other people. If you're responding the same way as other people, then they're like, hang on, where's, let's, let's match up what God has actually done in our lives, in, in everything that we do. Let's remember that we are to live a life that is intentional for him in every situation, in every circumstance. I remember when we were doing the build here um, a couple of years ago now um, and all the tradies were coming in and I was having a chat with one of my tradie friends from work complaining just about some of the things that had been going on and or not going on and all the bits and pieces that go along with a build. And he was just like, why don't you just ring him up and rip into him? I'm like, well, I I can't, why? and I won't. That's not the way I operate. And like trying to come under and encourage the builders and the plumbers, and the, no, the tiler. He was such a such a blessing, and we pray blessing over him every single day. But he he put the grey hairs on my head. If anybody did, he put them on your head. I'd bring my brother. No. But you know, there's. There's so many opportunities in that entire process that I could have just been ringing them up and having a massive go at them, swearing and carrying on. But we obviously be the pastors of the church and we wouldn't have done it that way. But it reflects on Jesus as the people know who you are, as people in your workplace know that you are a Christian. They're looking at you going, All right, well, and sometimes they're testing you. Sometimes they will. So be careful. Um, they might be looking at you just going, oh, oh how's, how's he going to respond to this one? And, you know, you're not perfect. And so that's totally fine to mess up or miss the mark, which is what sin is. But 
But let's remember that we are reflectors of his love, his grace and his mercy in our situations. And so the forgiveness that he's poured out for us, we actually need to extend to those that are around us. We actually need to look at those people that are around us with grace, with the eyes of grace and go, you know, God actually wants that person in church just as much as he wants me in church. He doesn't show favourites. And so that person that you might be at work with, he wants actually standing next to you, worshipping God. And so if that's something that's rest, that you wrestle with, it's like, all right, God, help me to love this person. Help me to show him or her your love and, uh, and allow your grace that's on my life to be able to outwork in his or her life that they would be able to find you. Hey? So we're doing life together. And I don't know if you wrote all of those down but it actually spells together. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> there you go. For connect groups this week, you'll be able to go through that. Transforms lives through God's word, as we did with Pastor Bruce. Yeah, got that, from, got that from Dad. Offers relationship and fellowship. Gathers as one to worship God. Extends love to all, both far and near. Trusts in God's grace. Holds fast to Christ, our cornerstone. Encourages growth in God and radiates his light, making him known. Hey, amen. Thank you, Jesus, right now for your people.